0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game to and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a three to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth. But at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Rendawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field. Way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down. And out of nowhere comes Ellis Burks. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randall is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knutson and Manny Randall.
2: Hi, and welcome to the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. I'm Mark Knutson. He's Manny Randow at MLB.com. And again, before we get started, i got to tell you about DenverAutographs.com, the place to find your favorite sports memorabilia from sports stars past and present. They have two locations in the metro area, Colorado Mills Mall and the Flatiron Mall's, Flatirons Mall in Broomfield. You can find a lot of great stuff on their website as well, including information about upcoming autograph signings in person. Don't miss any of this. Check them out, DenverAutographs.com. You can get Manny Randow's autograph. I have one. On his book the blake street <laughs> it's, bombers. it's
1: it's worth it's worth all of uh it, it, you know two a, cents or whatever it's a sign it my two help. cents
2: your two cents worth. mines mines were six cents so i got you there um you but played the, major the book, league baseball so that, yeah, that you, you know, got me there but, well you had a double and a half off me um the blake street bombers your book second edition's out now right um, yes, go i got a Amazon. signed copy i got a signed copy of the first one so you can i'll get you it. a second one too because uh
1: get- yeah this one's got the uh the the walker speech and uh, everything else from Cooperstown in there so uh, picture of his plaque and all that stuff so uh yeah that's that's going to be it's out now amazon.com blake street bombers you'll see it there um and uh we're going to try to do some COVID kind of uh, torpedoed a lot of the things that we were trying to do um including something very special that i think people would really like but we're we're still thinking about next season and uh but we'll figure out book signings
2: oh, are you are you surprised when you started researching that before we get in i'm going to rant here in a minute yeah. Were you surprised no one had done a book about the Blake Street Bombers before?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the first thing I asked. It started with Dante Bichette. I mean, I, I was doing a chapter on him for the Saber um, local Sabre Chapters, uh, Rockies 25th anniversary book back in 17 or whatever. And um, at the end, you know, we had such a good time just talking baseball and stuff. And at the end, it was like, I was like, Has, has anybody done this? Because I it just, no. has anybody approached you for a big Blake Street Bombers <laughs> book? He's like, Never. And I'm like, You want to do one? He's like, Sign me up. And uh, then we got the four or three of the other four and it came together, man. It was great. Still wish you could have got, got Andres to contribute. That would have been good. One of the best yeah. guys
2: I've met, one of the best guys I ever knew in baseball. He was just a genuinely sure great man.
1: Awesome. He just like, he just, he's a guy that yeah, I, I was talking, I've been talking to guys at the post and other, other places at the Rockies and yeah. this organization, just nobody's heard from him.
2: So hopefully yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Well, it's a good book anyway. I recommend it highly. Thank you thank need you. to go, go check it out. Um, and I'm going to give you some credit off the top too, because I'm not going to lump you in with the rest of our brethren in the media, Rocky's media, right? Now. We'll call it Rock- <laughs> I know there's Rocky's Twitter, but I'm not Rocky's media yeah. and I'm going to leave you off to the side because I don't think you're guilty of this. Maybe you are. I didn't see anything, but maybe you're guilty, but I don't think so. The rest of our brethren deserves 30 lashes. The whole, <laughs> this whole goodbye Trevor story thing was ridiculous, overblown, sappy, you name it. Give me an adjective, pathetically handled. I am talking about TV, radio, print, everybody. Goodbye, Trevor. It's been so great. Dude is a free agent. He's not dying. He's not Lou Gehrig. He doesn't, he's not the luckiest man in the world. He's gonna be a free oh, agent. Oh, he's certainly That's not that. It. It's just <laughs> he's just a free agent. That's it. He could very well end up back here. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But the fact that I, I don't I wonder, was this a concerted effort? Was this kind of a I mean, did the rock were the Rockies behind this saying, hey, you know, he's gone, nah. he's gone. Because do they want, are they holding the door open for him here, hoping they can get a con- compensatory draft pick for their best player yeah. well, at least it wouldn't cost them 50 million right nah, but come I wasn't... On. It, 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 it was handled so badly by so many people you you were part of the whole larry walker thing the, the prior weekend right that right. was justified that was handled very well you talked about it last time yeah. handled very well very elegant very very well done and then it, we kind of leave that behind and we morph into this let trevor run out to the field by himself and let it, <laughs> come on guys it's a, he's a, there's a million free agents out there. He's just one of them. He's not going to the Hall of Fame tomorrow. He's a good player. He's somebody you want back on your team. And yet you're acting like there's no chance he's coming back to your team. And you and I know damn well there is a very good chance. I think better than 50 50. You don't go, you don't side with me on this, but I think it's better than 50 50. Trevor Story's back in the Rockies uniform next year. Then how silly is all that nonsense going to look from last week?
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't there when uh, when uh, for his last uh, home, his potentially his last, last home game, home game. Oh. Uh, break out the Kleenex. So, yeah, I highly doubt Good this God. was any sort of, um, you know, concerted effort on anybody's part, Smoke except screen. for except for I think, um, you know, I really think that a lot of people, because of what happened with Nolan Arnato and because of uh, the way that, that, that everything was uh, done with uh, with that situation. That they think it's just a foregone conclusion, no matter what. And I think that you know I was there too. But I think when you when you brought up the idea that he you know he you know he had a bad season, he's got a lot of competition shortstop this off season uh, with a lot of superstar type shortstops that are going to be on the free agent market. He's to got a bad. With.
2: He's got a bad arm.
1: <sighs> yeah, and he's got to fix injured. his arm. So so yeah. So so the bottom line is is that you know he could take a year and and nope. and like you say, kind of try to rebuild his value and let those other shortstops find their place and then go into that next offseason. And I can, I can see that. Um, but I, I think, I still think that um, when he was talking about, when he was talking about mm-hmm. all, the way, all this stuff that was, he was talking as if he had is sure. past tense, like he's gone. And I, I was kind of shocked by that because usually Trevor, is a guy that um, he's very mild mannered, as you know, he's not a, he's not a, you know, he's not a big vocal guy or verbose guy. He doesn't talk a whole lot. And back after, after Arnado got uh, traded um, when he said something like it's very disappointing or something like that, that's Trevor speak for, this is crazy. Like the Trevor, that's that's like for him to say something like that is like a big deal, you know? So I think that he's clearly disappointed with what's happened. I think he's not happy with the the way things are with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, He's said as much with uh, recently before he's uh, before his like, what you I guess you would call his farewell yeah. you know swan swan song or whatever and however, how, however it was how come uh, they didn't have him make a handled? speech
2: they could have play yeah. a microphone home play, play well a speech
1: you know I, I think God. I think yeah I think that I think that he said something about how I need I want to I don't want to I want to win and yeah. uh, who doesn't want to win right I was happy when Nolan Arnado got out of here I'll be happy for Trevor's story when he gets out of here when he does because eventually he will whether it's one year down the road or this mm-hmm. next offseason mm-hmm. he's not sticking around um, because this team doesn't seem to have any discernible direction in which it's oh. going to win t- try to win yeah. and so and we'll yeah. Talk, yeah and we'll talk Bill Schmidt and everything mm-hmm. in a minute. but I think that he is of the mindset. remember DJ LeMahieu when he um, when he got out on the market and and you know he I think he fully expected to leave but then he he reportedly didn't get what he thought he would right. on the open market, right? Um, because and and he probably asked the Rockies for more than they were willing to pay, and then later on down the road he took less because he wanted to go somewhere. And hey, go to the Yankees; it's a, it's a yep. winner, it's yep. a good place to be. And, he, and obviously it worked out for him. But I think Trevor might be of the same mindset where he's thinking, "I'm gone, I'm gone. Okay. I don't care about I don't care about the other shortstops who are on the market. I'm going to fix my arm, and i I have a track record that I, and I I I've shown that you know I'm the only I'm only a seventh guy or whatever to have 150 homers, 100 steals in my first five years, uh, you know, I can, I can, I can, I can run with this. I can make this work. And I think that I still think that he's going to leave, but because, especially because, and it really kind of cemented that for me when he started saying things like they're going to have a legacy of their own and these other yeah. guys, I love these guys and they're, you know, they're going to carry on the legacy here in Colorado
2: and all this stuff. So what Trevor story doesn't know is what Trevor story doesn't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's counting on going to sit back and the electable offers come in and that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. We've Maybe seen not. free. We've seen free agency over the last five years dramatically impacted by the way the owners are approaching things now. Right? It's mm-hmm. a it's a sore spot with the union. Tony yep. Clark talked about when I watched when I talked to him at the All Star break. They're very unhappy with the way the owners are approaching free agency. They're not just handing out contracts willy nilly anymore. Okay. Right, and we're hitting
1: CBA negotiations and C, too. That's
2: the element you left out. The CBA negotiations is going to be a cloud hanging over this free agent class. Mm-hmm. Carlos Correa is reportedly going to talk to the tigers from what what I read. So, I mean, there's a lot of movement going around here. Marcus Simeon will be back on the market. A lot of guys back on the market. point. Trevor, he's way down the list right now. He's not at the top of anybody's list. And if he thinks, I think your point,
1: I think you have a point because I think your point is that he thinks he's going somewhere, but he's not, not. but it's one thing to have a certain mentality. And it's another thing to see where that all, how it all shakes out. And And what you're saying is how it all shakes out probably will be, Another year with the Rockies.
2: His agent is going to be the one to tell him, listen, <laughs> I know you want out. I get that. But you're not going to sign a subpar deal right now for multi-years because this right. is your big deal right now. That's so fair you're going to sign a subpar deal. When if you wait one year, take the qualifying offer. It's going to be 19 million, right? And the Rockies have to make that offer to them if they want to. Get well, the- they're going to make it because they, they have want the draft. Because they need the draft pick. So yeah. they're going to make that $19 million one year. If you can do that for one year and, and come back healthy with a better arm and and full season who knows about the all-star break next year of trades who knows a free agency after that you the agent's going to be the one to talk some sense into him financially because emotions like i want out of here emotionally i want to get out of here <laughs> the agents and the union will come back Only say, takes oh, you so far. hold on hold your horses here son take a step back take a breath it might not the grass isn't necessarily going to be greener out there okay and, and that's my point i don't think he's well it'll get be greener with job. another
1: club i think but it Eventually, won't necessarily be greener with uh with the market, right how yeah. much he's gonna, how right. much he's going to get offered or, right. or if he's going to get offered what he want anything close to his value
2: right and, and I think that's fair. And the, you know Bill Schmidt said this weekend that'm gonna, we're going to try to resign all three of these guys, all three of our freezers we want them all back, which is the first time for any rocky person say they want Trevor back right I, that, I was, that was pleasant. He, Bill Schmidt said some silly things over the weekend like we're not the Dodgers, we have to draft and develop. No, I'm not seeming to forget the idea that the Dodgers are outstanding at drafting and developing. Right. Outstanding, way better than the Rockies are, but he did say that that he wants to re-sign these three guys, and I think that that was a good sign anyway. I and mean, we'll get into Bill Schmidt in a, in a minute because uh, he is, as we both said, I mean, it was never there was never doubt he was going to be the GM general manager. And never now it's doubt. official, and now it's official. So the Rockies are, have these three free agents. They have Trevor Story, who they I don't know. Hopefully they'll they'll try re-sign. They have John Gray. John Gray is enigma to me. He's a ace. The body of an ace and the production of a fourth starter is that fair? Uh, Third or fourth starter, I'd say. Yeah. So he wants to come back. Is there a market for John Gray out there? Uh, The Rockies say they want him back. Do they want him back? I mean, this to me is a bigger quandary than Story.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that I think that here's the thing. John Gray over his last, I think the last, uh, I want to say nine starts of this season, his ERA is over seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it, it just Awful. went south in a hurry, yeah. and and so, um, is there a market for John Gray out there? Absolutely, I think there is because, okay. you know, I, I'm not a huge believer in change of scenery um, makes a difference, but in the case of Rockies, because of the altitude, especially pitchers, because of the altitude and everything else, I think it does make sense that kind of uh, notion that if you get out of here, you might be able to start again and and figure things out at sea level. And uh, the, the type of stuff that John has, we know he still has the stuff. There's never yep. been any issue Correct. with his uh, actual raw stuff. Right. Like he hasn't right. lost velocity. Nope. He hasn't lost feel for his pitches in the sense of like that he can't throw them anymore. Right. It's just a matter of control. It's a matter of, you know, in his head, it's a matter of getting through five and being okay, you know, and getting through that fifth inning, which is always seems to be the fifth or sixth inning where he kind yep. of implodes. That's kind of been the theme throughout his career. And again, look, it's, it's Colorado. So I think that other teams look at Colorado and say, all right, let's see if we can fix him. Let's see if we can fix him." It doesn't mean that he's going to get all the, the, the value that he wants potentially on the free agent market, but then he's got to make the decision of, do I want to stay here and keep having to tinker with my stuff here? Or do I want to go and try to figure this out in another place? And the, the thing with John is I think he's going to think he's going to want to stay because yeah. he said that. And also yeah, I yes, think so just, repeatedly for whatever reason, he, he, he likes it here. And he talks glowingly about pitching at Coors Field. It's so bizarre. But if that's the case, then the Rockies, I, I think they're going to resign him. I think, that's not, I think that's going to happen. The question then, though, becomes, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to. Yeah. After what you've seen from this guy, at especially in the second yeah. half of this season, and then also you know, the five years you've been trying or six years you've been trying to, years, huh? to, to get him to, to, to live up to that potential. Ask Bud right. Black about Potential. How much do you think the Rockies have gotten? And he said, we can talk, you and I can talk about that later. I can't put a percentage on it, but I think if you look at his body of work, it's solid. Now, solid is the word that you probably don't want to hear if you're a Rockies fan, because John Gray was supposed to be so much more than solid. Exactly. So
2: solid is is a number three or four starter.
1: Right, yeah. So the bottom line is- You can pay big money
2: for a three or four starter.
1: If you re-sign John Gray and this continues, what was the point?
2: Right, exactly. Now, here's and I floated this idea a couple of years ago. I kind of like the idea of seeing John Gray as a closer. Mm-hmm. And he's got Intriguing. the stuff.
1: He, I think
2: that it's not a total change of scenery, but it's a change of scenery. Well, it's change a mentality change, right, right? And
1: he might very well need that.
2: Right. And he might be able to be more aggressive. I don't. I think John Gray, to me, it looks like he's uncomfortable being a finesse pitcher, being a guy who's trying to set somebody up with a curveball. You know, he wants right. to come right at people. And yeah, for whatever reason, his command is not good enough to do that a third time through the order.
1: Well, that's the so, thing. You look at it. We talked about the fifth and sixth inning. Right. Right. And, and if you say, just right. give me one inning. Right. And you Come say, in. this is your job. Right. One way or another, whether you succeed or not, I want you to I want you to get three outs. I just want you. I really think that that might be something that at least they should explore. Yeah. If because they resign.
2: then you get the fans howling with the gray wolf and you get the persona and you get all that stuff going on. Yeah. And you get the is, persona. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you got, the, you know, he plays got it. He the music when he comes in from the bullpen and all that kind of stuff, right? It makes so much and, and, sense, right? And, and it just seems to be a fit to me. And I asked yeah. Bud about this two or three years ago, and they weren't even having any thought about it. But maybe now that's things are a little bit different here, if you're going to pay big money yeah. to a guy, do you want to be your third or fourth starter? Free agent money for right. a third or fourth starter? I don't, I don't know. I, I just you can't just keep to-
1: going after the same, you right. know? Right. Well, this guy's got potential. Well, now he's thirty or whatever. Yeah. It's like you, you at some point six, you need six, six you need to, be- to move on. That's six, season,
2: six seasons of being a 500 pitcher.
1: That's enough. And, and I've said like, this you, on
2: Twitter. You, yeah. Teams need 500 pitchers. They do. Yeah. It's they fine. Just, except, they, that, they,
1: except that, except that they, they usually aren't guys with the stuff that this guy has. Exactly. Right. You know? And this guy, right. this guy, this guy needs to to be a, a top, a front right. line type guy, or, or like you said, make him a closer. Right. I, I never thought about the whole gray wolf thing, and yeah. you know, and and the whole uh, the the maybe the persona, like you say, yeah. and, and getting the music playing and getting yeah. you know making right. him that guy. I mean, it kind right. of seems to fit. So
2: doesn't mean it'll work, but you know, why
1: wouldn't you try it? Yeah, I think that's. I think
2: so too. So we're kind of uh, both feeling like he's going to come back in some role here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I think story ends up back here because he doesn't have a better option this year. Um, You're not. You're not agreeing with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not totally in agreement. But I think that I. I. I wouldn't be surprised
1: if that happened because of the reasons that you put out there. Okay, I think that's so. That
2: brings us to the guy who's really their most. Well, the guy that should be the top of the free agent list for them right now, guy CJ Crone had a great season yeah. for them. Incredible uh, Bargain basement guy, right? They didn't, you know, he was one of those guys left without a team last year in Detroit. He comes in, he has a great season at first base. First base is a position, and I, I watched during the rain delay the other night, They um, they showed some of the stuff from the All-Star game, Futures game and all that. And you saw Michael Toglia, who looks like he's 12. <laughs> right, hey, Michael right, Tobey yeah. looks like he's twelve years old. I say, who's who's the bad boy? It's yeah. Michael Tobey and he hits a home run in that Futures game, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So you got to give that kid, and he is a kid, a couple more years. Yeah, he played college. a couple more He years. played college baseball. Crone with is a great bridge bridge guy. Exactly. So, that. but will they open up the wallet, their wallet for for CJ Crone because they're going to have to? I think he's the one who's going to get offers from a contender, uh, right hand about, especially to bring the DH in next year universally. now yeah. opens up a whole new thing for him. Yep. I just see C.J. Cronin as being a more coveted free agent than the other two.
1: Um, C.J. I mean, see, the thing is, C.J. has been around long enough right. and he's been kind of just like, you know, kind of been thrown on the scrap heap a couple of times. And right. it's like he must be 34. Now he's 30. Right. You know, yeah. 30, 31. Same age as John Gray. Yeah. So Same it's age not, as Nolan Arenado. Yeah. He's not that old. And right. so when you look at this production, you're like, OK, you know, it's and 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 it's not just one sided either. I mean, his OPS plus was like one hundred and thirty or something like that so 30 percent above average it park adjusted this is the park adjusted podcast it is, it we gotta is. get the words in there once in it. a while so so you're that, being
2: verbose you're being verbose
1: i'm being verbose that's, that's twice, what we yeah. do that's what and so do. yeah and so um so bottom line is he can produce and it's not just the altitude right. and so and so what we're what we're seeing is a guy that can play first base and finally you got a power bat at first base that you haven't had since todd elton yep. and it's like i mean go for it you know why wouldn't you bring him back and do what it takes to bring him back in fact Mm -hmm. uh, michael i was on with michael Clark, and and we didn't get to this but he was going to ask what's the first order of business for bill schmidt that's the first order yep agreed sign Resign. sign cj crone then go from there the bullpen it's hard to piece together a bullpen that's going to take a winter but the first thing you do on day one is resign that guy because that that's that's such an important part of your your the middle of your lineup too so you can have guys like mcmahon and Rodgers and stuff continue mm-hmm. to come into their own. I don't know how long, much longer you give McMahon, but Rogers is is right. blossoming in front of our eyes.
2: Right. Do you think the Dodgers, given the Max Muncy news, would love to have C.J. Cronin in a Dodger uniform right now, going into the postseason? Right now, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come I on. Know. That that guy, there's going to be teams wanting that guy. And you're right. Yeah, the Rockies I can't see shouldn't that. even let it get to that point. Just get I him now.
1: I can't see I can't see why he wouldn't be offered two, a two-year contract yep, at this I point. I totally Not just agree. a one- one year year to year deal deal so totally totally agree with that rocky should uh spend the money on him
2: i i totally agree are there any other rocky's free agents you're going to look it up a little bit a little. uh yeah yeah, yeah. so there anybody I mean, those that-
1: are the, the, the three big ones and, and as far as um beyond that let's see here you know it's interesting because there are going to be a few here coming up um not this off season, but i think next off season, guys like freeland and and hmm. these guys, I know Marcus yep. signed a, signed a an extension, okay. but right, uh, obviously Bard. I don't know that you bring him back. Um, yeah. I mean Bard is just you know great story for he got one. A, year. He got a hit. Th- yeah. He got a hit today, but that notwithstanding,
2: yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Diaz is under control. Most of these other guys are all under their under yeah. team control because such a young team. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think those are it. Those are the main guys. So I think if you. I don't think you bring Bard back. I think that's a guy that you let go is a great story for one year. And, you know, great. That's awesome that you could have that Mm -hmm. happen. And it's going to be a story that the Rockies fans remember. Yep. But, um, Hey, it just, he is still, it's run its course. That guy that is like 37 years old and made a comeback after being out of the game for what's happening this year was supposed to happen last year.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yes. So it's going to be an interesting offseason, but I agree with you. First order of business, let's get CJ Cronin under contract. Then you start yep. working on Gray and Story, and you see if, well, you got, Story's going to let you No, it's not going to resign Story. No, it, it's gonna, that's going to be a forward.
1: qualifying offer I can see, but right. he's not going to get, he will right. not sign here. I just oh, don't no. think that he's going to stay. He's, he's, he's chomping at the bit to get out.
2: Well, he better be careful and what I can, you ask. And for. Yeah, I, can,
1: I can see why. I can be see careful why. what you yeah, ask. for him. For him, yeah. But I mean, like you say, if it's a qualifying offer and he takes it, that's not a resign. That's Great. In, in the pure sense. So, that's an extension. You're right. No, ex- absolutely right. Okay. okay. We'll give you, he's, he's like, I'll stay here one more year, but that's because right.
2: I need to. Uh, I, you know, need, I to. need to. I need to get healthy. Because I want to stay. I'm, I'm going to get my elbow fixed and I'll see you in right. Scottsdale. I'm and- going
1: to hit, I'm going to go, I'm going to do 30, 30 next year, Yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. going to do all these things that, and honestly, like if I'm in his position, you know, the more I think about it, I think I'm with you on the, on, if I'm there, I'm thinking about that because he has that in him. He's oh, got yeah. 30, oh, 30, 40, 30 absolutely. in him. And he is one of the dynamic players in this game offensively and defensively. If once he gets an arm fixed, yep. he can actually throw again. he's yep. going to be that guy again, that defensive 20, monster, 20,
2: 24 home runs and 20 steals this year. And he had 20 points below. Is at his North? Yeah. He had a bad year. Hit, that's a what bad he did. Year. 2020. So, right. Yeah. So he could be 30, 30 without question if he's healthy. Yeah. And, so he's not going to get
1: re-signed in the in right. that pure sense, but right. gray, I think
2: will, they got to do that for Chrome yep. as well. I would agree with that. And, Pitchers wise, when when you go to Kyle Freeland and say we'd like to extend you as well, I, I think you got to have Kyle Freeland here. And I think you got, you know, and you know he
1: might be open to it, the type yeah. of guy he is, the yeah. hometown kid, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And again, here's where the problem is going to come: if Bill Schmidt, if the philosophy, and we'll get into this, but th- maybe this is a segue: if the philosophy doesn't change around here, then it's going to be the same problem. It's going to be guys that you're trying to resign, and they look at guys that went before them and how they were resigned, and then they wanted out. Like yeah. Arnauto, for example, yeah, exactly. and it's like
2: Kyle's going to start. You know, uh, do I really want to do this? Bill Schmidt said when he took the job, the philosophy is not going to change. Mm-hmm. That's a broad statement because they are adding to their analytics department. The the, the guy Van Meter they got from, yeah. from the Nationals. Um, they they're allegedly going to beef up. Well, wait wait and see how this goes because one or two guys doesn't matter. But Thomas Harding has told both of us that they he has Van Meter already has a staff, which is that's a he big does plus. Have a staff. That's a big plus, right? That that's a yeah. very big plus. We'll we'll, we'll give them that if, if they're committed to it. And again, we're talking about a guy in Bill Schmidt who's a rookie general manager, right? Yep. He's been with the organization since 1999 as a scouting guy, but then he's a rookie general manager. Don't lose sight of that because he's learning on the jo- he learned on the job all year. He's still learning yep. on the job, and he's still taking orders from above. Yeah. So philosophically what do we want to see them change? We want them to see them. We don't want them to go out and spend $256 million on that's a bunch of free that. agents that, that that's what he meant. A negative war.
1: That's what he meant. I think when he said, we're not the Dodgers, he did not see clumsily. It was clumsy with the way he came right. out with it. He right. should have said, we're not the Dodgers and that. We're going to go spend all this money. We're going right. to focus on the draft and develop. Instead of what he made it sound like was we're not the Dodgers. We do draft and develop as and <laughs> they don't. Exactly. And so that was, it just, again, it was like Dick, monford a, a few years ago with the interpolation it's just all clumsy you know it, yeah. it comes out we're going to win 94 games and all this stuff so like with bill here's the thing and um bill is also we have to remember that bill is responsible in a, in a large sense for what the farm system looks like yeah right now exactly and it's not good nope and now now all i'm now he's also you know partly responsible Responsible for, for for guys like Freeland and guys yep. like Story and yep. guys who guys who came up through the system. Brandon Rogers, those guys, Brandon Rogers, those guys graduated, and what you're left with now is what you're left with now, which is a bottom five type uh, yep. in the in the league or in the majors type farm system. So, when you're when you're promoting a guy who presided over that, and you're promoting from within, what it looks like is again optics is not this team's forte That's to for put sure. it mildly, but what it looks like is. That you are not comfortable with change, as in things aren't working, you're not comfortable going and trying something different, okay. at least just to see if you can get better. You're not Agreed. willing to expand your, your horizons in that sense. You're not willing to go out and, and, and take that risk of, it's not even really a risk, it's, 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 because you're, if you're, if you're going to keep going the same direction, you're going to lose. Right. So th- it's not really a risk to try to go and do something differently and maybe start emulating some other teams around yeah. the
2: league. As a matter of fact, yeah, exactly. Don't you don't want to do that. You could give a dozen people six-figure contracts to build your analytics department, right? Yeah. And that's still less than you paid Daniel Murphy by a lot. Right? Exactly. So no, no yeah. one's expecting them to go out and throw big money at free agents because they've been really rotten at it. Okay, starting with Ian yeah. Desmond and and let's go on Brian Shaw, let's go.
1: There's just no so, creativity. Right. There's no so, creativity in this office. But ops.
2: it would be doing something different to go out and, and give well-paying jobs to people in the private sector who can do data analysts Analysis, mm-hmm. right? Um, like the Dodgers do, and like these other teams do, like everybody they, else does. Everybody else does in, in an effort to make your draft and development philosophy actually work. Yes, right,
1: and um, also the cohesiveness. You've mentioned this before. The cohesiveness between levels at the farm system levels. Yeah. Like you it's want things good. to be smooth transitions between one and the other. Like the yeah. Dodgers, you know, they, they, the the way from what we understand, the way they set up their um, the information uh, flow to the to their to their prospects is the same at every level, and one builds on top of the other. And when yep. one builds on top of the other, that's why you see guys come up here like Matt Beatty and people you never heard yep. of are, are hitting walk-off homers against right. the Rockies on consecutive days. <laughs> because, a, yep. because it's like a different – not even the same guy, it's like a different rookie every day. So it's yep. because of that cohesive nature. And part of it is because they actually have a good team and they don't put all the pressure on these guys to perform. True. It's like Ryan McMahon has to perform. Otherwise, we're not going to be good. Brennan without Brendan Rogers, Brennan, without
2: Rogers we're not a good team. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's like you it's like all this pressure on these guys rather than okay when went up 30 in the lineup we'll get let you go through your growing pains but we'll be okay without you. You know, even if you even if you have a big slump or whatever. So, it, you know, that's that's the thing is is that there is no creativity here. I mean, when you look at the 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 brilliance behind Moneyball, um and, and the movie wasn't exactly accurate it right. wasn't i mean art howe was portrayed as like the bad guy and i doubt i doubt he was like that <laughs> art House you know you, you, you knew art Howe. i'm yes, not sure he's not
2: he's, he's not, not that guy that, he's not he's that not guy. what
1: C, philip seymour hoffman was in that movie no. that's not him no. so but the reason why people love including myself that love that movie so much and the book and everything else is because of the uh because of the creativity that was behind what the oakland days yeah. did they that's figured terrible. out that you need to think about things a different way. It's like, it's a famous scene and they, and they put humor in it. It's like when Brad Pitt or Billy Bean Bean is sitting in there in that scene with the scouts and, you know, one, you know, he he does the wow, 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 wow. He's like, all you guys are just talking, 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 putting his hand up and doing that little Pac-Man thing. And then they're like, "Uh, you got something to say, Billy. And, you know, and he's like, you guys are all just talking the same, like, same good body nonsense. Like we're trying to find genes for Fabio you know? And, and then the guy says, one of the scouts, he's like 85, 90 years old. He goes, who's Fabio. And Uh, then like another guy, ancient dinosaur next to him says, I think he plays for the Mariners or something uh, like that. He's the shortstop for the Mariners because they put that humor around it because what they're trying to say is we're going to think different and we are going to think outside the box and we're going to figure this thing out. We have our constraints. We're bottom two really payroll team. We're like the Rays. We're going to figure out how to win on this budget and on this, in these constraints, the Rockies don't even have those constraints. Nope. And, and what they do is they make bad signings yep. and then, then they don't, then they, then they get scared off of spending more money. They don't want to spend more money because it burned them last time. Like Desmond, <laughs> like Hampton, all throughout history. And it's like, Shaw, so they, Davis, Davis, McGee, like, Murphy. that always burns us. We don't want to do that anymore. Well, the problem is is that you're not creative figure out how to do that. And what do you do? How do you do that? Get smart people in your analytics department pay them like you said get, get beef up the department to the point where you're at least competing in that sense with other teams around The i mean what did we what were they down to two and the dodgers i think had 26 like like, like 25 or 26
2: 26, 26. So it's
1: just it's just absolutely it's 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 almost comical yeah. the, the difference and and <laughs> and this team is so insular and just oblivious to all this stuff that you know everybody's like give me a break and not just not just fans, but executives around the league.
2: I'm I'm listening to MLB Network previewing the the upcoming playoffs, and they're talking about the the matchup between either the Red Sox-Yankees and the Rays. And they start rattling off, well, the Rays are the better team. And I'm thinking to myself, who can name two players on the Tampa Bay Rays? Who can name two guys? You know, you have on the other side, you have Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole mm-hmm. and Giancarlo that, Stanton and that, all those that's guys. That's dichotomy.
1: Amazing. But the that, cook, that juxtaposition.
2: If I'm Dick mm-hmm. Monfort, I look at that and say, that's what I want to be. I don't. Exactly. I, you know, they seem to be exactly. so mired in the whole personality thing and embracing your stars. And let's hug it up. And instead of saying everybody's
1: got we, we need a leader, we need this kind of guy. Yeah. We have a specific mold of guy we want. No, you get good players. It's, it's sometimes it's just that simple. Get good players. Get Temp- guys that get on
2: base. Get guys Temp- that do these things. Tampa's going into the playoffs with three rookie starting pitchers leading the way. It's incredible, right? And they're the best team in the American League.
1: And the reason why is because they got people back there in the analytics department thinking about all this and figuring out, okay, here's what our constraints are. Here's what we need to work within. And here, let's make it happen, right? The Rockies aren't even in that bad a spot financially as like the Rays. And yet, you know, they sell out. The Rays can't get, you know, 4,000 people to show up. (laughs) And the the Rockies are selling 40,000 tickets every game. And it's like, you're telling me that, you know so so you're telling me that this team that has a terrible stadium situation they can't draw fans they have a ter- they have one of the bottom 3 payrolls in baseball right. and they are they were in the world series last year and they're picked as a favorite to get to the world series this year and you can't even name more more than And they than traded a their best the
2: pitcher stadium. in the offseason.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, so it's like again why are why is that working and and the situation in Colorado is eh we don't really care about what they're doing over there. We don't want to We do got any the of that.
2: Rockies way it's just it's like, it's almost it's like imagining. it's it's it's, it's, a, it's an arrogant,
1: it's like arrogance right? It's like you, you need to get kind of get over this idea that you want to do things differently we're at altitude so we have to do things. Look, sometimes it's simple. Get good players. And the good uh-huh. players are told and who how do you find the good players? You have people thinking about that night and day for yep. you and you pay those guys like you said yep. and get that staff so they can help yep. you. But they don't well, I mean that's 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 too, asking too much of this organization.
2: Bill Schmidt's an old dog. Can he learn a new trick? That's the can question. He, can, he, can he do this? I mean, I think if he does this, if and he makes it known that he's done this, if he, if the whole Van Meter thing, Thomas, and you guys broke this stuff, right? News, Rocky's didn't come out with any announcements that I saw that they no. hired this guy away from the they never, They never
1: really do for that kind of thing. So,
2: so they got to play it up. If Bill Schmidt wants to get the public behind him, because exactly. right now the public's not behind him, right? It's optics, more, the public is saying optics. it's the same thing over and over again, definition of insanity. If he wants to get the public behind him, let it be known we're, cha- we're, you know, don't say we're, we're not going to change our philosophy. Saying we're going to go this direction. We're going gonna, to, we brought this guy in. We're going to beef this thing up. We're going to, you know, we're not too proud to admit that other teams have done better, done things better than we have. Because right now, problem is you called it arrogance and it might be, but it's pride, false pride, whatever. It, it's, it's also
1: apathy. It's like, it just yeah. seems like these people who are in this organization at the top levels are fine with it. Yeah. They don't care right. well, about, you know, they it's it's going fine right and Mm -hmm. and and if it's going fine it's clear that they don't necessarily want the public behind them like they don't desire that they don't they don't go out looking for that because if they did they would try they would do the things you're mentioning they say things that sound oblivious and just totally counterproductive to us on the outside but that what does that tell you they don't care what we think
2: you know i know dick montfort pretty well and he wants to win the man wants to win. He does. He just wants to win. I believe his it. Way. he wants to win his way, but he
1: wants to do it his way. Right.
2: Right. And I Which think it hasn't worked. I, I just hope to God that Schmidt can convince him. If Schmidt's convincible himself, that Tampa's model is the way we should go, Dick, because in the end it's going to save us a ton of money. Or at least somewhat. We're not going to spend mean, $256 million on free yeah. agents to produce a negative war. And we're going to be competitive because that's all the te- fans here. want is a competitive team. Yep. Do fans expect you to beat the Dodgers all the time? No. No. But could fans realistically expect this team to perform at the same level Tampa performs at? Absolutely. There is no reason yep. this team can cannot be as good as Tampa. I don't want to hear about the alt- wins year. Alt- altitude, blah, blah, blah. You. You guys with the analytics have all figured out park-adjusted how to make this mm-hmm. work, right? Statistically, yeah. Yeah. how to analyze players' performances based on where they play and all that.
1: There should not be it an issue work. with analysis.
2: It should not be. And, it, and So they can do that if they do it here. Now, again, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. I can't name three players on the Tampa Bay Rays. I can't. I, and so, uh, I, I can name Brandon Lau <laughs> because he hit three yeah.
1: homers yesterday yeah. um, against the Yankees. And okay. I'm trying to think so of arena pro- <laughs> Yeah, funny.
2: my point is that's the fans all. here would fall in love with the, with the home team if it was winning right mm-hmm. They love yeah. baseball they come out to baseball games they fill up Coors field half of them are rooting for the other team the visiting team because they're from out yeah. of town yeah. but they fall in love with, we've seen it we've seen it here where they, they did it in 2018. I wrote about this yep. today I wrote about this today that
1: 2007
2: that, that the last Sunday of the regular season 2018 you talked about today being a day where you could have all these different TVs on oh, nothing I remember matches that. 2018. Nothing. No. It was there were the so many it it permutations
1: first, of what could happen. It was a Sunday.
2: Day. It was one of a handful of maybe three Sundays, fall Sundays in history where baseball was more important than football in Denver, <laughs> yeah. Colorado.
1: Incredible. right?
2: Yeah. Broncos were playing that day in 2018. They mm-hmm. played Monday night the next night. But nonetheless, you had that day where the Rockies and Dodgers were battling for the, for the for the division title. The Cubs and the Brewers were battling for the division title. The Braves wanted to get home field advantage. You know, all these games went yeah. simultaneously that all impacted each other. It was awesome. We were in the press okay. box at Griswold with all the TVs on. It was the best was day of fantastic. baseball ever. Yeah. And so don't tell me the fans wouldn't get behind that if it was if the Rockies oh, were, have were no Tampa doubt. Bay, regardless of who the guys are wearing the uniform. They I care have no about, doubt. That's not an the issue. The fans would care more about the name on the front than they would on the name on the back, and that's yes. never been the case here. It really hasn't.
1: Yeah, and it's. I just think there's this there's this overarching kind of uh, mentality, I guess, that or mantra that we're small market. And right. one once in a while we'll run into the postseason. We'll just bump into it. Right, exactly. And when we do that, great. But we are not built, or we are not in a market. They they hide behind this market idea that we're not in the mar- in a market. You just talked about the fan support, which which would which would would contradict this idea that you can't right create a window in which to win. This is what happened with Arnado, right? I mean, 2017 and 18, the window started opening. Like, yep. okay, all you got to do is some basic front office type things, like get a corner outfield back, get a first baseman that can hit a few things here and there. And this team is going to compete for years, yep. but they didn't do that. We've talked about it a lot in the last yeah. podcast about how they, they basically like the negative war from the rest of the supporting cast. Like yep. all, that's basic stuff. Get guys around the superstars and around that rotation that can play baseball and at a level that's higher than four. A. And if you can do that, you're going to be competitive. And what happened? They didn't do that arenado wanted out it, sometimes it's exactly how you think it look It's exactly what it looks like arenado wanted out because he signs this big contract he's like i'm not gonna win here the way this is going and now look at him yep. already he's gonna be he's gonna he's, he's it's a wild card game again i mean but at least he's in
2: yep you know and, he, and he's put up monster numbers away from Coors field he's had a great year people are figuring yeah. out that he can yep. hit yep away from okay. Coors field um one other personnel situation i want to talk about before we sign, wrap this one up uh the coaching staff we are, I think, universally think Bud Black is a tremendous manager. I, I don't think they can find anybody better for this job than Bud Black. He's
1: done a really think, good job really actually. Good job. With
2: he is so good with the pitching staff. He's, yeah. he is I mean, it would be a tragedy if something if he left here, okay? I'm not so sure about other parts of the coaching staff. It's particularly the one guy I would like to see replaced is Dave Magadan. I don't think Dave Magadan's methodology meshes with the way t- people productive hitters yeah, are. Yeah, I remember you
1: talking about that even toward the end of last and, season.
2: And, yeah, and, I mean this year they had another uh, yeah, miserable year. Before. They had a bad year offensively again. I mean he's had mm-hmm. bad years after bad years offensively, and it's there's more to offense than hitting, right? There's base running and you know all those other elements to it. But nonetheless, modern day hitters at the elite level. Now I would never ever preach drive line stuff to my high school kids or young kids because that's not right. but elite guys can pull that off, right? Elite guys can. <laughs> Can swing. They've for shown defenses. that they've done it. Elite done guys it. with elite skills, at least elite hand-eye coordination, major league caliber, can do that and do it productively and hit 250, but be a massive run producer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and not strike that's out. That's what all the game.
1: That's what the sport has become now. It
2: Has become that. But and think about this too: the Dodgers, for all the home runs they hit, and the Giants, for all the home runs, don't strike out that much. Right? They don't.
1: And, and you know what? The Astros were like that, too. And obviously, in right. the trash can banging and all yep. that. But you know what? The teams that don't strike out are the ones that go the farthest in the postseason. Right. You yeah. can see that. You can go and, and that, look at it.
2: That takes an elite, a, a different approach. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it, not wanting to do things differently. But Dave Magden was a very fine player in the major leagues. For, and, and he's been around coaching for a long time, a lot of different stops. I think he's a dinosaur. Is that fair? His, his approach is, is, well, is prehistoric. You know,
1: again, and it's all, time for a
2: new, new somebody new in that role.
1: I mean, you can only look, I mean, you can only look at results, right? I mean, the only thing you can see is results. And here's part of the thing. I was talking to Brandon Rogers about this. How hard is it for you as a young player and a a lot of, a lot of people in your situation who are on this club to go out there and figure out the home road thing, because you're playing here. And for the first time you are going on the road and seeing just how difficult the cores hangover is and you're young and you haven't done it before and you've got all these guys trying to make their place in the major leagues, Daza and yep. all these other guys Gap, that are trying yeah, to yep. figure this stuff out, Hilliard, all these guys. Yep. And I think that's what led to um, the uh, just ridiculous splits at early on, like yeah. like when they were like on a record pace to, yep. to lose on the road. And But then they started figuring things out toward the end and they started mm-hmm. winning on the road. So I think it's because of the youth of this group and how... They are having to figure this stuff out on the fly as they get a little bit older and experience. That'll happen. But here's the thing: How long do you wait? You know, and guys like McMahon, guys like Tapia. How long do you wait? Tapia. People are gonna say, "Oh, he hit 275 and all that." I don't care that he hit 275. I care that his OPS plus was 80, 14 percent below average. You know, so it's like you have to look at it. And and he's a slap guy. He's a slap hitter. He has that. He has exit velocity in him. I've seen it. He's hit balls 104 miles an hour off the bat for doubles. The problem is, is that the type of hitter he is, and I don't know if this is because this is what the philosophy is with Megan and everybody else, but the type of hitter you want, I think, is not the type of hitter that Ronald Tapia is. Yep. And if how long do you wait for that guy? How long do you wait for certain guys that you – Hampson, like you said, yep. that are like – they've got great tools like the speed with Hampson and all that stuff, but it hasn't happened yet. He had, how he long had, he had,
2: 100, he had under 200 on the road, Hampson. Under 200. Yeah. Maybe. With yeah. that and kind of wheels, with that kind of speed, that should never happen.
1: And he's been around longer than yep. a lot of these other guys. And we're talking about the problems about figuring out the road stuff. So it's a, you know, yeah, the Rockies have so many issues to deal with with this kind of thing. And it's, they put themselves in that position because of the way they handle things with uh, not, not their, their chance was in the offseason of 2018, mm-hmm. right after they lost to the, got swept by the Brewers. That was their chance. If they that they, I remember writing the, the 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 story about how they took a step forward. This is yep. their chance now to do more. And, and next year you're looking for winning the NLDS rather than getting there yep. because it was wild card. They lost yep. that. Then you got the NLDS. You lost that. Keep making those steps, and uh, and so and then what you do is, you know, you you just augment here and there, complementary players. This guy's going to help. This guy's going to help. Let's right. put them together. Not not. I'm not a GM, but it doesn't seem that complicated. They missed their chance. And now, yeah. now they're they're reaping what they sowed there, which yeah. is they're having to deal with all this stuff now. Like all these guys that we were like, we believe in these guys like Hampson and Papia yeah. and all these guys. It's not happening.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. not You're happening. Right. Not yet. To me, Sam yeah. Hilliard is the poster boy for all this. It's With those kind of tools, with that elite mm. speed and that elite power, Incredible. if they can't turn him into a star, then their, their whole draft and develop thing is out the window because he could go somewhere else and become a star yeah. with those tools. Yeah. Well, with I mean, right you coaching. talked about
1: the Dodgers. You talked yep. about the Dodgers. Oh, Why yep. is it that these guys are, these rookies are becoming heroes instantaneously? Yep. I mean, it's like, because you, you look at, you just look at the results, right? Yep. You look at the results. If it's not happening for the Rockies and it is happening for the Dodgers, it's enough with the whole, oh, we can't be the Dodgers. And, no, no, no. We're talking about drafting and developing. And Anybody keep, can do that. And
2: let's keep this in mind. The Dodgers always draft behind the Rockies. Rockies yeah, could Rockies true. could draft every single guy that goes through the rock Dodgers system and becomes a star. So yeah, I mean, so
1: you you know, you're you're draft you can talk to about how you can't spend. You can talk about how you can't spend like the Dodgers, fine. But you it, can it, draft and get you can better develop at it and, it and you can get, get better at it. that. You can get a high, uh, you can beef up the analytics department to the point where it's actually making a difference. Yep. So oh and, and maybe listen. I and mean, here's the other thing. We don't know as far as past people who have left the organization, mm-hmm. we don't know if they were listened to. Yeah. Well they left. That's the other thing.
2: It, yeah. They left. That, that's a pretty good indication they probably weren't.
1: I don't know. I they but I, I had I don't know about that, but I mean if they weren't listened to, then it doesn't matter how many people you are. So that's the other question.
2: <laughs> All right, next week, uh, we're gonna try to get Dante on with us next week. Yeah, and we'll ask him if yep. you're if you, were, if you were out or safe at third base. Okay. Um we'll talk we'll try to get and I want to talk about the playoffs, obviously, and then we gotta morph into when when the free agent market opens up, who might be somebody that the Rockies can go out and get to augment their draft yes. develop because Listen, you can't do just one or the other. You can't just go out and buy a bunch of free agents and win. And you can't just only use your farm system. You have to augment what the Dodgers do. The Dodgers if are they mob. had
1: done that, like I say, if they had done that three right. years ago.
2: Right. Man, just we are we're, we're not talking about
1: Arnado the Cardinal right, right now. That's right.
2: That's right. So we'll we'll talk about that when come up. So hey, it's been another good one. Appreciate yes, your time. Um yes, absolutely. we will uh we'll get this out and have people if people want to respond to us. Um they just, can do just it on tweet at us.
1: Yeah, yeah, just tweet at us. Um you know, uh, here, here I'm going to do this real quick. We're going to since the Blake Street Bombers, the second edition is out. Let's do a little trivia, um, okay. and I'll tweet this out so people know that they you gotta, that they am listen. I, am I to listen? Yeah. Uh, no, you're not. Okay. You're going to get one anyway. So know. it's like it's like yeah, yes, of course. And uh, I'll probably put some snarky you know little <laughs> message to you or something. But anyway, like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tw- I'm gonna do a trivia about the Blake Street Bombers. You get it right. The first one to tweet at me. We'll get a free signed. Uh, blake street bomber's second edition All, a larry oh. walker hall of fame edition book so the trivia is this uh i'll, I'll make it multiple choice because it would be way too hard if it wasn't right. who was the first guy that ellis burks drove in in his career
2: oh man I
1: remember he was in the, on the red sox and this was 1988
2: I played, I played against him a lot when he was in the Red sox, yeah red
1: sox. so the the options are uh mike greenwell left fielder, left fielder uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he had collided with him a couple of times cost mm-hmm. him some time yep uh and then so Mike Greenwell's one uh Jim Rice who was his idol like his his guy who he grew up just loving another you know, left and, fielder looking up to, to him uh and uh so that's another option Don Baylor future manager uh oh, with yes. the Rockies, that's another option uh and that was toward the very end of Don's career yep and uh and then the th- I'm looking here at the the uh the other guy I want to say uh, Wade Box. So Wade ah. Boggs will be your, your fourth option. Okay. So we got the whole who thing. first, who was the, who was the first guy that, that Ellis Burks drove in in his career that hmm. we got Mike Greenwell, Jim Rice, Don Baylor, or Wade Boggs. All right. And uh, All right. so tweet at me, whoever's first you get a book. All
2: right. Sounds good. All right. I'm, I'm not even going to hazard a guess, but you know, I think I know, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let that pass. You can turn right, me man. off here. All right. Appreciate it. Um, we'll talk next time. Again um, next week. We'll see what happens. Who are you picking for the world series as of right now?
1: Well, I did this yesterday on with with Michael, Michael. Clark and uh, I I wanted to make it fun actually, so I went with the White Sox and the Giants in the World Series, and I went with oh. the White Sox winning it because of their their bullpen is a monster, it is. and the question is 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 if their starting pitcher like Gio Delito and these guys can get can can do what they are capable of doing. Give them six,
2: the- yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I'm, so we'll see. I picked the
1: Yankees. The- oh. All right. So I'm Yankees I'm gonna, and Padres. Okay, I had well. the Yankees
2: and the Padres, so I'm kind of half out of it already. And the Yankees, the Padres,
1: now? man, I don't know. I don't know
2: what we happened, we were man. all in what the Padres. We were all we were all there. We were yeah. all in the, uh, the Giants.
1: Giants. Were, the Giants. What they did was kind of like what we were thinking. The Padres. Right. I don't think we thought the Padres are going to win 107 games, but no. we thought they were going to push the Dodgers.
2: Amazing, amazing. All right, incredible man. what they did. Talk to you next time. See you. All right. thanks. There goes Manny Mania, Mark Knutson, Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Join us next time.